At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. Hour three of VSIN Prime Time. We are presented by DraftKings alongside Matt Brown at Matt Brown M2 on Twitter. I am at one. Tim Murray, Josh Applebaum joins us every Monday. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. And he joins us right now. Josh, before we get to the two games at hand, I'll ask the same question I've basically been asking everyone else. From what we saw from the four games that we witnessed this weekend, did anything change your perception on whether it be the futures market, how you're looking to attack this evening, or excuse me, this upcoming weekend based off of the results? So not a ton, a ton. Tim and Matt, great to be with you, by the way. I'm sad we don't have a Monday Night Football game here to talk about, guys. But uh, we do have some good games we can uh, break down here in a second. But not a ton, Tim. You know, one thing I would say is I think there's some value still on the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Right now they're plus 200. San Francisco is the favorite. They're around plus 140. These numbers are coming from DraftKings. And I'll give a little credit to Will Hill. Uh, you know, we were talking on the sweat over the weekend. He made the point that the AFC might be a stronger conference than the NFC. And what do we see? Uh, best team of the year? It was, uh, obviously, the, the Ravens here. Uh, they went into San Francisco. They won. Remember, they were a dog in that spot. And when they're clicking on all cylinders, I think the question going into it, Tim, was, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's been in this spot before. He's disappointed. He's never gotten to the championship round in his conference. He kind of got over that, you know, that hurdle, got that elephant off his back or that uh, grill off his back. And, and really, to me, I think there's value on that plus 200 because if they get by, obviously, Kansas City, again, you're going up against Mahomes here, but then you're going to be, uh, you know, pr- a much shorter price here. So if you're in the business of trying to predict the, the final you know outcome here, San Fran uh, Ravens, based upon both teams being favored, you know, that's what we expect. Now, does that always happen? Of course not. But if you're saying on the one hand, I can get 49ers plus 140 or Ravens plus 200, I'll take that plus 200 with Baltimore every time. Josh, we're hovering around key numbers right now with both of these games. We've already seen move on and off the three. 
there over at DraftKings for this Ravens-Chiefs game. We've seen six and a half briefly, and then the sevens came back for the 49ers and Lions game. Do you think we... Do you think there's any chance that we see massive movement in these things? Like, is there any chance we get on the other side of three? Is there any chance we get on the other side of seven with this on the on the high side? Because, I mean, we're down to two games. People only have two games to choose from. There's a couple of, you know, sports betting states that are that are in these games. So, wondering what you think from the spread perspective. Yeah, Matt, it's a great question. So, I think just in terms of, you know, when we get to this time of the year, you don't t- typically see many huge line moves because the odds makers who are great at what they do to begin with, they have so much data on both these teams. They had a full season uh, to adjust their power ratings. Then, of course, you have playoff games you can go off of. So do we see a full, you know, to me, in the playoffs, a one-point line move is huge. In the regular season, that may not be as big. But, you know, could you could you see a juice adjustment? Could you go up or down half point? I think that's definitely, um, you know, kind of in the cards here. But I don't expect to see one, you know, Baltimore get down to two and a half. I don't expect to see Kansas City get up to plus four. I think there's going to be a very interesting battle between maybe converging sharp opinions. Like if you like uh, Baltimore, you know, is it a low money line bet? You got to get the three, obviously. And if you like Kansas City, obviously you want to shop around and get that hook. So uh, obviously, you know, when you're looking at buying points, it's something that you don't typically want to do because long term doesn't make as huge of a difference as you think. However, around key numbers, that's going to be important. So I just think based upon, you know, your perception of this game, if you're on the Ravens, uh, the three is going to be your best number. So to Sharps hit the Ravens three, and then when you get to three and a half, do you start to see that buyback on Patrick Mahomes bringing it back down to three? So this will be something to, to monitor throughout the week, guys, just as back and forth. And it's always funny, like, you know, Sharps aren't always on the same side. They could be on different sides based upon a different number. But I would say, you know, if you're making me lean aside right now, I'd lean toward Mahomes getting three and a half here. I mean, how many times do we have to see this movie before we start to believe it? I mean, uh, Mahomes as a dog did it again going into Buffalo. He's now nine and one against the spread as a dog. Uh, also, you have kind of the pedigree of Mahomes and, and Reed in big games. And also look at the percentages, guys. Public's on Baltimore. You know, I was curious going into it, you know, would the public say, hey, how do we, you know, bet against Mahomes again? You know, again, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. Or do they say, hey, the Ravens are an absolute wagon. They're only laying three at home. You got to take that. Well, it looks like they're siding with the Ravens at home. Uh, if you do like the Ravens, here's one thing to look at in terms of the past. If you look at home favorites in the championship round, guys, the last 20 years, they're 19 and 15 against the spread. They went two and zero against the spread last year. Philly covered the, um, or sorry, uh, you look at San Fran. They covered the three against Philly at home. Uh, Kansas City covered the two against Cincinnati. But in terms of money line, they're 25 and nine straight up, 74%. Uh, but again, if you can get the hook, to me the play is to go contrarian, bet against the public in this heavily bet spot. Uh, I'm looking toward as of right now. It's early. I want to wait this thing out, guys, because w- one thing we saw from last week was those Saturday games that the road, the dogs were trendy. But on Sunday, those dogs were contrarian. So as long as this stays Kansas City contrarian with Mahomes, with this dog trend, I'd be looking at taking uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the hook plus three and a half. Josh Applebaum joining us here. VSIN Morning Bets, wherever you get your podcasts. We have seen a little bit of movement towards the money line on the money line towards Baltimore. You know, uh, over the years of doing what you've done, Josh, which is really keeping an eye on on the movement in the market. You know, early on, early week line moves, especially on a game that it, games that will be so heavily bet. You know, do you, in, is this a dummying up situation? Like what, what do you make of some of the early line movement here? Just because we're on the air, DraftKings went from, uh, I think minus 175 on the money line out to minus 180. So a five cent move, nothing too crazy. But what do you make of some of the early line moves? Some threes getting scooped up, you know, three and a half getting scooped up, threes getting pushed back out to three and a half. 
Yeah, it's a great question, Tim. And if you read the the new Billy Walters book, um, I think he really is the king of this, you know, kind of head fakes or dummy moves where, remember, limits are low right now. You can't bet a ton on these games so early in the week because odds makers don't want to put out a bad number and then get hammered by it. So throughout the week, the limits are going to get raised. Obviously, game day limits are the highest. So to me, Tim, I think when you're looking at early line moves, I don't want to just immediately pounce on something because there are head fakes. Things can change throughout the week and you can also move in one direction and then maybe wise guys have a number in their head and say, Hey, it's gone too far. Let's let's bring this line back a little bit. So uh, again, I'd really lean on later moves, but I do think you want to at least pay attention to them. Like whether you bet this game today or not, or throughout the week, you know, you don't have to take a position right now, but you want to be aware of every little line move. You know, does it go up? What is the juice? Is there a point of resistance where it hits a number and comes back? Those are the things you want to be aware of so that when you can take a position and later in the week, remember the public's not betting these games right now. They're going to wait later in the week to bet them. So uh, to your point, Tim, I wouldn't fall in love with an early move. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. But if you're a data person like me, Really, you want the bets to build up. You want to wait a few days to let the dust settle and really lean on that late movement. So that's something that I would look toward, uh, not betting it too early in the week and getting caught in a bad position. Josh, are we still of the mindset now that we've, you know, the expansion has happened? Are we still of the mindset that if when we get down to only a couple of games and they're both island games and everyone's going to be focused solely on the exact same game, that if you want to play an under from a total standpoint, you just wait until 10 minutes before kickoff. Does that still ring true? That was like tried and true for the longest time, but uh, it seems like a little less movement of the one-way action towards the over in these island games. Uh, what have you seen so far this season? What do you kind of predict here as we get down to just la the last two games? Yeah, so it's a good point. I mean, to me, you know, just as a contrarian better, you know, one thing to someone told me a long time ago is bet favorites early, bet dogs late. And then, you know, it's not going to be, you know, a perfect 100% every single time. But typically the public, especially in these spots, remember, these are like mini Super Bowls, obviously the lead up to the Super Bowl. So with legalization, we're up to, I think, 37, 38 states now that are legal. You know, we have such a bigger influence uh, or such a bigger market share of public betters to begin with. And they may not have, you know, watch VEASAN or DraftKings all year, but they're going to bet these games because they're really important. So what are they going to do? They're going to bet the favorites. They're going to bet the overs. So you, you also see it in like Propapalooza, Matt, when we get to the Super Bowl, like a lot of wise guys will bet the overs early on a prop uh, and then it'll move a ton. And if you don't get a good number, you wait until it gets to its highest point and then buy low and go under. So, uh, for example, like the weather could also be a big factor here, like that Kansas City Baltimore game, you know, could be a little bit windy, could be cold looks like wise guys hit that under. I mean, that Kansas city Baltimore under was like 45 and a half yesterday. It's down to 44 and a half. So these are the things you want to, you want to think about, you know, do your cap, but then ask yourself, you know, am I getting a good number? Am I getting a bad number? Is it worthy of me hitting it now? Or should I wait? I think this is the thought process you got to go through for every game you bet. All right. Before we let you run very light college basketball slate tonight, uh, we're keeping our eyes on Wake Forest and UNC right now. The dog leading by a couple points there. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi was uh, one that I talked to Matt about but didn't give it on the show. They lead by nine. I, I don't know what your bet is, but I I'm just hoping that it's Mississippi Valley State plus the points. I, I just Can we get the Delta Devils home 0-18 or where are we going? So I'm rooting for you. I didn't bet that one. I didn't Tim, bet it I either. I was hoping that was the way you were going. That's just what I was hoping. Well, I'm not, it's not quite the smallest game of the day, but it is on the smaller side. I'm going to go toward Weber State and Montana. Give me Montana on the money line tonight, guys. I think the thought process is different when you're betting a big game, like, for instance, like Wake Forest, UNC. That was a contrarian play with a reverse line move toward Wake Forest. When you look at these smaller, tiny games, 
to me, you can kind of not throw out betting percentages, but lean more on which way does the line move? Because after a big weekend of playoff football, you know, I, I make the joke all the time, but no one woke up today and said, you know what? I got to bet Montana and Weber State. So those are the tiny games that the public really doesn't have much to do with, not really interested in. But you do see line moves, and those to me are really, really meaningful because even though the public may not care about that game, wise guys have. I mean, we opened Montana, a very short one-point home favorite. They're up to minus two. They were minus one and a half earlier today. So I always love to see you know one-sided movement where there's no buyback. And I like this spot toward Montana. They're 10-2 and two their last 12 games. It's a low-bet obscure line move in their favor. Uh, if you look at the money line percentages, that's important when you have a very low spread, 64% bets, 91% money. Ken Palm has Montana winning by three. They're better at rebounding free throw percentage, and they're seven and two at home. Weber State is only three and four on the road. So I think you got to treat these college games differently, and I, I really see, uh, see a sharp move here on Montana. So I'm on the Grizzlies money line. I uh, got around minus 120 earlier today. All right, he's rocking with the Grizz tonight, late night. Uh, their little big sky action. Josh, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. There he is, Josh Applebaum, going with the Grizz of Montana tonight. I was really hoping. Come on. The Delta, <laughs> the Delta Devils, the Fighting Jerry Rices, they need their first win. Uh-oh. UNC just went on a little run. That's not good for Will Hill. Come on. Come on, Demon Deeks. Keep it close out there in Chapel Hill. It's V-CIN primetime injury updates. We got some big games this weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
you haven't checked it out already, what are you doing? You got a new website, vsin.com. It is beautiful. Schnazzy. Love it. We also have over there Zach Cohen's Australian Bets, Australian Open Bets. Yeah, baby. You want a late night sweat? The Aussie Open. I know Matt Brown's firing some Aussie Open. Check out the new vsin.com today. So, Gil, big uh, tennis guy. Amal Shaw, big tennis guy. Producer Britton, big tennis guy. Matt Brown, big tennis guy? It's uh it becomes more, much more prevalent after uh, after football winds down, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. But yeah, you know, I, I'm dabble. I like to, I like to dabble in the markets you, that you uh, play yourself. That they just um, I've I've played up until up until recently mm-hmm. because I I decided I try to I want to try to play golf. Uh, um, so well, it's a little a little better with age. It's golf. the there's there's that yeah, and this the, like everyone always wants to play golf, and, and I get it. It's awesome to play golf out here. We have a million golf courses. It's they're all in ridiculously great shape, and when it gets hot, nobody wants to play them. So you can just go, you can finish around in like three hours. You just blast through the golf course. It's amazing. Um, so I gave it to. Uh, I went ahead and gave it gave it the, uh, the the go. I've been playing for less than a year, so it's uh, golf less yeah, than a year. Yeah. I started in April of last year. April Self-taught or taken lessons? For the most part, I've now taken two lessons. Okay. I've now taken two. Do you do the golf? I do not do the golf. Don't do I'm, the golf. I'm not, a, I'm not anti doing the golf. I just yeah. uh, never never done it. Yeah, it's well, so that was the same thing for yeah. me. I just had never done it, and it's, everyone always wants to play out here, and I was always the guy who was like, eh, eh, maybe next time. Maybe yeah. next time. Maybe next time. You know what? I I like the, like, I'm I not like, going to be maybe next time. I like the now. idea of golf, hanging out with your buddies. Enjoying yourself, having a couple pops, mm. but I just, I've never, uh, never fully gotten into it. So uh, you'd have to get you, you'd have to get custom custom clubs. Yeah, I would, I would they would have. need to be a couple inches longer, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, not not really looking, not really wanting to do that. Either, <laughs> so see, now I'm mad. I, I went on the vcin.com. So you know. I was I had a busy weekend. I was out and about, needing to get into specifics, and just trying mm-hmm. to keep tabs on the NFL games as much as possible. So I, my my college hoop prep was a little lacking on a light night, and there was one game that I eyed up. I threw a couple bucks on it just for a Monday night sweat. I wasn't going to give it out to the peeps. And then I go on the picks page, and Wes Reynolds, who I would say Wes and I tend to see eye to eye on most of our bets, and I'm hoping his bet comes home here. But when you've got a team like McNeese State, undefeated, long winning streak. I always love to fade those teams against solid opponents. That's what's happening tonight. But, yeah, you win some, you lose some. So, uh, I mean, hopefully for Wes Reynolds, the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi come on home tonight. I just, I want Mississippi Valley State to win tonight. They're 0-18. They're playing 2-13 and FAM, Florida A&M. Come on, Mississippi Valley State. Let's get them home. All right. Um, injury updates. We let's get people updated on the Debo Samuel situation. Um, did not suffer a fracture in his shoulder, but Kyle Shanahan did say there's a lot of pain there. Adam Schefter reported earlier today it's 50 50 that he will play. Long time until Sunday. How different is your handicap of this game if Debo plays? If Debo plays, but is not healthy, and if somehow miraculously Debo is 
90%, man. Yeah, it's kind of why I think over the course of today and even us just being on here, I probably have talked myself into putting a plus seven in the account because I don't think it's going to go on the other side of seven regardless. I think we're kind of stuck at seven. And if Debo does play, then it's going to go down to, to you know, if, if Debo doesn't play, then it's going to go down to, to six and a half. And so I think D- I, I'm, no, I'm no doctor, but I mean, this shoulder deal, Debo's. Did you stay at a Holiday Inn Express? Yeah, D- D- Debo's fairly fragile. Was that fair to say? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we've seen yeah. him in and out of lineups a lot of times over the last three years, right? Like, and yeah. so a shoulder injury to me seems like something that could be pretty problematic, even if you do want to go. Doesn't that seem like a high re injury type of thing when yes. you're, you know, leaning your shoulder into 100%. another human being? That's, yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. It just, it's, I, I don't know whether he's going to play or not, but I think that seven, the sevens could go, sevens could go away if he's ruled out. And so I think that's probably what I'm going to do when we leave here. Is so tuck a seven in there. Uh, the Lions, a uh, couple injuries to note. Uh, Frank Ragnow had a, suffered a sprained knee and ankle against the Bucks. They're starting center. But according to Ian Rappaport, is expected to play. However, Jonah Jackson underwent surgery on a meniscus tear. He is out for the NFC Championship game. So we got a couple injuries brewing there on the offensive line. Um, What did you make of the uh, defensive line for the Niners on Saturday night? Yeah, I think it's the defensive line that we kind of saw all season long, but it's just the offense was so good that you don't really talk about the deficiencies for the Niners. You just always talk about the great things yeah. about the Niners. Oh, I know. For whatever, it's like the whole perceptions reality thing where you, they looked like they were invincible, and so that's all we talk about, as opposed to the thing that like, oh, well, maybe there is a little somewhere along the way that maybe somebody might be able to take advantage of, and that, that's, that is that defensive line specifically defending the run. And then we saw Aaron Jones go nuts, getting chunk plays left and right against that defensive line. And, you know, you were what you were seeing several different times, too, is like Chase Young, as great as he is rushing the passer and stuff in the pass game, man, he is not good against the run at all. And several different times he would just fall for it where they would just let him get upfield yeah. so much so it would just create this awesome lane for Aaron Jones to run through. It's just and and it happened several times in the game. Like he just he didn't get it. He was like, oh this guy's gonna let me just bulldoze him fine. It's like, no, they're letting you get upfield on purpose and it creates this giant lane for the for Aaron Jones to run through, which is which he again let happen several different times and they're not gonna take him off the field. So I, I think that there's a decent chance that the Lions are able to repeat what we saw last week from the Packers, if not better, right? With their with their kind of two headed monster as opposed to just Aaron Jones. I do wonder. I mean, you think back, and uh, I know you rewatched the games. I haven't mm-hmm. gone back and rewatched them yet. But Zach Tom was is a starting right tackle for the Packers. He got hurt, and it, it did feel like once that happened, Bosa still didn't have any sacks, but they. They felt like they got a little bit more yeah. pressure once that right tackle went out. So they were getting off his spot for sure. Right. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, if if this Lions offensive line, I mean, it's funny because I I bet on the Lions against the Rams. I laid the three. They did not cover. Then I went against them last week. I took the six and a half with the Bucks. Obviously, they did cover, which I want to get to something here in just a moment. And then now, 
I'm looking at this, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, Matt, because the Niners didn't look great. And I've been I've been pretty pro San Francisco. I mentioned I had the teaser. I didn't lay the points. I thought yeah. about laying the points. I would have laid it rather than taken it yeah. on on Saturday night. So I'm happy I didn't do the uh, do the latter. But yeah, the more I think about it. And the Debo Samuel thing, and we'll get more from uh, our good friend Stats Guerrero uh, coming up in just a little bit. But I, it would be dog or pass here early on. Early on yeah. would be on the line. So we'll see S- how this same, same with me. I think it's just a dog or pass. Situation. I think Gibbs and Montgomery have every bit the same amount of tools to succeed against the defensive line that, that Aaron Jones had last week. I, I and, and Honestly, if there was ever a game to just kind of unleash Gibbs – it would be this game. I mean, if, if who has who is more similar of a back to to Aaron Jones? It's it's obviously Gibbs, right? And so, if you saw Aaron Jones just have ridiculous amounts of success against this team last week, I, I don't know why this wouldn't be kind of the the Gibbs sixty forty game as opposed to the Montgomery sixty forty type deal. Like, I mean, let's tip it back to the guy that's a little bit more explosive, a little bit faster. So, I don't know. I, I'm I will be interested to. I was almost bet Gibbs over rush yards today. I wanted to see if we might get any sort of beat rider input into whether they might try to give him some extra carries in this one, but haven't seen anything at all today on that. But if there's, if there's anything, it would be an over on Gibbs. I think it was like 44 and a half yards. Like, I mean, it's, it, I see 65, 70, 80. I mean, I, I see it pretty easily, you know, if they give him the carries. All right. We only got about a minute here and it shouldn't take that long. I have, Fully come around on the go for two, down 14 deal. People still don't get it, Matt. Yes. Please do the good Lord's work <laughs> yes. here. Explanation of why you go for two. Yes. After, like we saw on, on Sunday. Yeah, so it is, it's a simple math. Listen, I didn't get it either. So if you're out there and you're going like, it doesn't make sense to me. I get it. I was the same guy. I, I used to beat the table, whatever. And then you just see all of the math that goes through. Because the thing is, is if you go to over what you're not doing is factoring in that you could still lose an overtime. Right. Right. And so once you add the lose percentage of overtime into the percentage of winning in, in regulation, it actually is a negative EV thing to try to go to overtime if you don't have to do it. Right. You're trying to eliminate that whole aspect of the win-loss ratio, which is then just winning in, in regulation by getting to be able to kick an extra point to win. Man, I really could have gone for yeah. that pass interference, though. <laughs> we had and talk some 49ers next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. For the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription, sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription, get your first year. Only for only 199 bucks. Use that promo code Prime. Get access to everything on our brand new vcin.com website, including our daily best bets like Victor Wembanyama over 20 and a half points. Cash it. Cash it. 22 already. 9:33 left in the third. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh. Betting splits, betting systems, and our upcoming. Super Bowl betting guy with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, use the promo code PRIME. Get your first year of VSIN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today, vsin.com slash subscribe. And if you have Embiid, by the way, you're home as well. 34 and a half point player prop, 933 left in the third. Embiid has 38, 11, and 2. 
with 9.33 left in the third. Sometimes it's just that easy. It's just that easy. Now, a little more work to be done uh, for our friend Will Hill because uh, North Carolina has gotten hot here. So uh, we need the Demon Deeks to, uh, to, uh, to get back in the fight in, uh, in this one. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get the latest on the old San Francisco 49ers. Some injuries perkling up. And our guy, Rob Stats Guerrero, joins us right now. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Stats on Fire. Rob, I don't know if you have any more insight than what Kyle Shanahan told us regarding Debo Samuel, but what's your feel on Monday? We got six days to see how this thing plays out on Debo Samuel's status heading into the NFC Championship game. Well, we know he wanted to go back into the game, um, but he had broken that shoulder earlier in the year, so the team was being careful. There is no break in the shoulder now, which is good, but he's in a lot of pain. So Kyle Shanahan was kind of playing coy with what we're going to see from Debo. And it's a big deal because the Niners are about a yard and a half less efficient per play when Debo Samuel is off the field. So they really need him back for this NFC championship game. Although I will say, I think the fact that Kyle will know ahead of time that Debo might not be there will help him make a better game plan than what we saw Saturday against the Packers. Rob, let's just say for whatever reason, he's not able to go. Is there anybody that you think kind of fills the role or is this just a, now you just lean more heavily on McCaffrey. You just lean more heavily on Kittle, something like that, because as prop betters, you know, we're always sitting there looking for, okay, if we can say Debo's going to get X amount of carries, X amount of targets, where are those going to go? Where are those going to be distributed? Is it somebody else or is it just somebody that we're already thinking of that's just going to carry more of the load? There's nobody that replaces what Debo Samuel can do. Just from a running standpoint or receiving standpoint, the pressure and the gravity he has on the defense, it's just not the same when Ray Ray McLeod is running those routes. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So the Niners will just lean into their other stars. George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, especially Christian McCaffrey. He has never had a bad game with the 49ers. Every time they need a big play, especially in playoff games, Christian McCaffrey has answered the bell every single time. I was screaming at my television on Saturday. Just give it to 23. And when the 49ers needed touchdowns, that's where they went. And he came through again. Talking to our good friend, Rob Stats Guerrera at Stats on Fire. Gold Standard Network. Also does some work for ESPN Radio at 95.7, the game out in the Bay Area. All right, Stats, the floor is yours on Brock Purdy because I know it has been a uh, a, a overwhelming just kind of beatdown on Purdy here on this uh, overreaction Monday. What did you make of Purdy's performance on Saturday night, and do you have worries about his performance come this Sunday? I will if it's raining. I will say this. He is not the same player in the rain. Fox had a great shot on Saturday of something I've never seen before in my life. Purdy dropped back to pass and during his drop, put the football in his left hand, wiped his right hand on his pants towel area, then put the ball back in his right hand to make a throw. So clearly it was on his mind. The first drive, he came out with a glove, then he took it off. He just wasn't himself all day long. And I think the rain was a big part of it. I think the fact that he hadn't played in a football game since New Year's Eve was a part of it. And I think finally in the fourth quarter, you saw the rust kind of come off. And that's when he was at his best. He made some big throws on the final drive, some key throws. And I think the combination of the rain and the layoff 
conspired to hurt Brock Purdy. And hopefully next week, when it's dry, by the way, no rain in the forecast as of right now, he looks a lot closer to the Brock Purdy we saw throughout the regular season. Rob, if there was anything that you wanted to nitpick about this 49er team over the course of the season, it might be their run defense. We see Aaron Jones go 18 for 108 when Wilson was in there a couple of different times. He averaged, you know, for about four yards a carry against this squad. And here come Montgomery and Gibbs, who with this Lions team has been very, very efficient all year long. One of the top five rush offenses in all the NFL is the way that the defense constructed, because I'm, I'm I think about this, that Shanahan's a sharp dude, and he realizes that in today's NFL, it's less efficient to run the ball than it is to pass the ball. Is part of this defensive design, or is there actually some real, real problems there on that defensive line containing the run? I think the defense is clearly designed to be playing with a lead, to have the offense be up, especially by multiple scores. That's when this defense can really get after you, because if you have to abandon the run, then the pass rush becomes that much more formidable. Then you take the pressure off the secondary, which is one of the weaker parts of the 49ers defense. And that's really how they're designed to play and win. And when that doesn't happen, that's when we've seen the defense look a little vulnerable at times. Now, I think most of the Packers rushing yards came on that 153 yard play by Aaron Jones, but that play did happen. That play took place. So you can't totally eliminate it. But other than that, Jones averaged less than uh, four yards per carry in the game. So I don't do with that what you will. But yeah, I don't feel totally comfortable going up against a formidable Detroit Lions offensive line and a really great rushing attack. Stats Carrera, Rob Stats Carrera at Stats on Fire, joining us here on VSIN Primetime. So the point spread sits at seven, a couple six and a halfs out there. Um, you know, when you look at how they played on, on Saturday evening and then you look at the Lions' performance, what's the method towards the Niners winning and covering on Sunday? If they're going to win and cover, they're going to do what they have done basically 11 times this year when they've won by double digits. It's get out ahead early. The 49ers have more points on the opening drive this year than anybody has ever had on the opening drive in NFL history. I know they played 17 games, but still. They're built to get ahead early, score a touchdown, get a stop on the opening series, score again, and then all of a sudden the game script is in your favor. If that is going to happen on Sunday, the 49ers will not lose one more uh one more question for you here right let's i know there's a big game still to come but let's just look let's just look forward and you know it's going to either be the chiefs or the ravens should the 49ers win this game when you wish they are touchdown favorites in the super bowl is there a is there a team that you fear more out of the chiefs and the ravens how does that how do you think the matchup goes down with those two teams are you kidding me? I have PTSD from 2012, <laughs> 2019 when the Chiefs beat them. This is terrible. This is terrible for me. So, no, I, I both teams present different problems. Lamar is unstoppable, and that Ravens defense is really good. And just when we thought Patrick Mahomes was in a down year offensively, he goes down and dices up the bills. So it's going to be incredibly difficult no matter who the 49ers play. Uh, my preference would be for the backup quarterback. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. And uh, once again, I'm putting the cart way before the horse, but you look at some of these MVP markets, right? And basically you look at a team's future number and then it's a couple, you know, 50 cents more or whatnot for the quarterback. We're going to pull the list up here, but then you get to the 49ers and it's Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. So if the 49ers win the Super Bowl. 
what would you do? Would you go Purdy or McCaffrey to win MVP? Uh, Purdy will win it, but McCaffrey will be the actual reason why the 49ers win the game. <laughs> Quarterbacks always get all the love. Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable. 23 touchdowns this year for the 49ers. Ties the most they've ever had in a single season with the great Jerry Rice, who just went absolutely berserk in 12 games in 1987. This is, he is the engine that drives the offense. Purdy is good and better than any quarterback Shanahan has had with the 49ers, but 23 is the heart and soul of the offense. He'll never win the MVP, but he should. He is our good friend, Rob Stats Guerrera at Stats on Fire. Stats, hopefully we'll see you out here in uh, lovely Las Vegas in a couple weeks. I did book the hotel room like a week and a half ago, so I'm hoping. All right. We will we'll keep the seat warm. We have to get you down here to Circa uh, during uh, during that week. There he is, Rob Statsquare. Appreciated stats. Good stuff from him. I I don't want to oversimplify things because it's you know we've learned so much, Matt. It's mm-hmm. a wide receiver can't change it all, but boy, doesn't it feel like if Debo's not going to play, I'm going to want that seven in, in my pocket. Yeah, it, it, it's. You look, you go back, and I understand you had a whole rest of the season to try to figure things out and where things went wrong. But you go back to that three-game losing streak when they didn't have Debo and guys were kind of in and out of that lineup. It was a completely different team, and it did not look like the 49ers offense at all. You can follow him on Twitter, at MattBrownM2. I'm at one Tim Murray. We put a bow on tonight's show. Next, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This 
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Matt, you like good deals? Yeah, deal free. Bonus bets? Oh, yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. That code again, VSIN, the crown is yours. You get some same game parlays thrown in there as well. You get a free one to go along with that. I mean, it's just, it's this is good stuff. It's good stuff. You don't have a DraftKings account, which you probably do, but if you don't, use the code. You know, if you don't use the code. Friendly reminder. Oh, what? I just look something up. Oh, boy. This makes me angry. So, Super Bowl. It's going to be here in Las Vegas. I don't know if you heard it. It is, yeah. Um, and usually, I haven't looked at the night schedule, but usually, like, a couple days before the uh, the Super Bowl, like, the hometown team has a huge game. I remember a couple years ago, like, the Warriors had a huge game right before uh the Super Bowl was in Santa Clara. And I just I quickly glanced at the UNLV basketball schedule, and they were playing New Mexico. And I'm like, whoa, that's a great game. In New Mexico. Come on. On the road. Let the peeps go to. All right, what were you going to say? On the road. Uh, just a, a PSA quick reminder for those out there. Don't even really know why they do it. But uh, the, the Farmers Insurance Open this week starts on a Wednesday. So uh, not on a Thursday. Why? They've done it for the last couple of weeks. I, I guess to not compete with enough oh, for, the, for the playoffs okay, on Sunday okay. or whatever. All right. Um, so just it's – I know a lot of people wait until Wednesday to put their bets in. You will be late. You will be too late. You need to put your bets in by tomorrow if you're going to bet that golf tournament. Matt Brown, who should I bet? I haven't even done a lick <laughs> of research for this tournament yet. Not one. I'm still licking my wounds from this past week. I've had oh. now two consecutive tournaments with uh, – I had a second place – Two weeks ago in Russell Henley, and then I had a, I had a Sam Burns decide to uh, forget how to hit irons and drivers on the last two holes this this, this week. So it was uh, it's a rough couple of weeks. Are you rough, gonna? Rough do you regularly go down to the waste management? I have. Are you gonna do it this I year? Will not, Super Bowl week. I will not this year because yeah. of our Just, obligations we have here in town. Yeah, that whole Super Bowl thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Putting a putting a wrinkle in it. It is. I will say this to anyone that has not gone, it's worth it. I know you hear on TV and all the, you think the announcers are hyping it up. No, it's, uh, it's something else. It's something else. I you need- don't have to be a golf fan. Trust me. The majority of the people there are not. <laughs> Trust me. They are not. They're just there to take in the party. And it is, uh, it's a great time. You know, maybe this will be something we, uh, we do next week when we only have one game left. We have football to bet, but you know, we're a betting network. We all have different expertises, so to speak, mm-hmm. in addition to the NFL. Everyone here at the network bets the NFL. You're a big golf guy, as we know. Long shots. Make sure you get the podcast. What is what is your attention turned to most post-football season? Uh, golf and NBA. You're a big NBA guy. Yeah, uh, I... I... I mean, with the Wemby, more, Wemby easy winner more, tonight. More no props deal. in NBA yeah. than, than sides and totals and stuff. That I'll leave that to Kelly and JVT. But, yeah, more props in the NBA than anything else. But, uh, yeah, I, I like to, to dig into that. There's, 
there are edges to be had, not near what they used to be, because you would be able to to go in and somebody would somebody would not be playing and the books wouldn't adjust, you know, like the, the other people's totals and stuff. And it was almost free money. But uh, yeah, I mean, like just stuff like tonight, you know, the I don't think they fully got in that that Wimby's playing at least a couple more minutes than he was, that he's shooting a couple more threes than he was. He's shooting a little bit, a little bit more efficiently. So getting to like a 20 and a half is much, much easier than it was before. That being said, doesn't really matter when uh, there's three minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter and Embiid has 54 and 15. He has 54 points. 54 and 15. No. Yeah. 54 and 15 Holy with three minutes smokes. left in the third quarter. He has 54 points. <laughs> As I turn up and I'm, they're just showing a highlight reel of Embiid points tonight. Wow. And 15 boards to go along with About it. It's 16 just, boards. It's just got an, another. It's insanity. They only have 96 points as a team. <laughs> Holy smokes. He's good at the basketball. Good, good at the basketball. I mean, I kind of want this game to stay more competitive, Matt. Yeah. So we could, I want to see what he can get to. I know. With I know. three minutes to go. Instead, they're 54 gonna, points. Yeah, they're probably, they're gonna sit him. Yeah. he'll probably rest in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but. unfortunately for, for us. Wow. I know. Man. Like, put up a 70 burger, right? Why like, not? Let's see it. Yeah. Let's see it. Um, what, I do need, you, what do you do? Uh, college hoops. College. Yeah, I, I mean, once the college football season ended, I've really, and, and I've kind of had, you know, I'm a big situational mm. guy, and, and I love doing it in college football. And this year was okay. You know, it wasn't one of my best college football seasons. Um, last year was much better, but the start of, since the turn of the new year, I don't know if it's just a good stretch. It might just be a good stretch, Matt. Sometimes you just yeah. have a week and you're yeah. like, woo. Um, and we'll see how it all plays out. But I feel like situationally in college hoops, it, it is just, it's, it's a lot easier to attack, you know, by the buy low, the sell high, you know, like I said, a game that we talked about off air, mm. it wasn't really a game that I bet, but it was, you know, tonight you look at a team like McNeese State undefeated in conference play going on the road. You know, you, you get these short home dogs. And I just, man, nothing more tantalizing mm. than a little short home dog. But but sometimes laying it too. Like, uh, you know, a couple, like last week, I think we laid it with New Mexico in a really big spot for them. So I, I like, uh, I love college hoops. It could get... <laughs> There could be some bad beats though on college hoops, man. Ooh, buddy. Let, you, me, let me tell you. Do you enjoy watching it as much yes. as betting it? I love yeah. it. I love college basketball. I, I I think it's not my favorite sport. I mean, you're mm. from Louisiana, so yeah. you get it. I mean, I, I'm a college football guy through yeah. and through. Uh that's my number one sport. Why I we have the podcast mm. and we do all and we talk so much about it on here. Um, but I, I do love college basketball. Uh, you know, once you get into conference play, and I think too. As I've learned, and, and I'll be honest, you know, full transparency, I don't bet slash handicap college basketball really that much in November and December because yeah. we just we yeah. got too much going yeah, on. Exactly. And, you know, there are other people out there, Jim Root, et cetera, that are phenomenal at it. They do it all year long. They're great at it. But I think you really get a better feel because of the familiarity once you get in a conference play and, you know, there's, there's revenge angles and all of that. But, yeah, college hoops for sure. And then, Matt... Before we know it, the NFL draft will be here, NFL, baby. NFL draft will be here. That's the uh, the betting Ooh. event of the year for me. It's, it is it is it is my favorite favorite singular thing to bet. I agree. Yeah. It, it is always. You know what's funny? It's always been 
one of my favorite sporting events, even when it wasn't even that popular. Yeah. I remember sitting in college watching it when it was the yeah. Saturday and oh, Sunday, yeah. and my friends would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the NFL draft. Why wouldn't I be? Yeah. Um, and then you throw in the, the, the wrinkle of, of gambling. Have you placed an NFL draft bet yet? Oh, I've not. Um, I do. Well, I had, I mean, they're all dead at this point. Basically, we never root for anyone to get injured. We never root for anyone to get injured. But? But like to before the before the college football season started, like Caleb Williams was literally like minus twelve hundred or something yeah. in some of these books to go number one overall in the in the draft. And so I just went and took little pieces of all the other quarterbacks, essentially, you know, j- just to be like, he. I mean, he's still going to play this year. I mean, he could he could blow an ACL. I mean, that's not like out of the range of possibilities, right? And so I just took little pieces of all the other quarterbacks in case there was some sort of injury along the way. But, yeah, so, no, I, I don't have anything else in there right now. DraftKings right now doesn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. They have the first pick, quarterback specials, which essentially is the first pick. And then first non-quarterback selected, Marvin Harrison's minus $4. I'm yeah. like, man, could we talk ourselves into someone else? Is it a, a lineman? I don't. I don't think so. I think I have the first four pick. And, like, and le- again, Trades could happen and all that. I get it, but like I think I had the first four picks done. I think it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback Harrison, and like it would shock me if it, if it wasn't. Like, and that is one thing that we'll talk about a ton heading into the draft. But it's, if you're not a big draft better, you got to lay juice. Like that, it's yeah. the only thing I will ever tell anybody that you're going to have to lay juice. Like if you want a good bet, if you want a good draft bet, mm-hmm. you just have to lay juice sometimes. And like there are going to be, depending on your bankroll. I get it. Some of the some of the bets won't be for you, but I mean, I have multiple times laid minus five fifty, minus six fifty, you know, things like that. It's just the the numbers are just off, right? I mean, like you just you know for sure that this person is going, you know, under this number or that this many linemen are going to get taken or whatever and stuff like that. Uh, we will see how it all plays out. Commanders still need a coach. Patriots do have their coach, <laughs> Brian Callahan, the new head coach of the Tennessee. Titans, the offense coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's Billy Levi. See if he's any good. <laughs> Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds, they will take you home next. For Matt Brown, I'm Tim Murray. This has been VSIN Primetime. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.